everyone, welcome back to Model Student. I am your host and friend, Alexander Rain, and today's guest is Amara Jal. She is so incredible. Um, I felt very re-inspired listening back to today's episode. We recorded it back in October, and um, I remember after our conversation finished, I was just on cloud nine the whole day, and very similarly feel the same now um I feel ready to I don't know just tackle any obstacle any challenges she gives such a great pep talk um and it's just like no bullshit like this is how you get it done which I I don't know I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did I always I fear I always gush about the guests for a little bit too long so Without further ado, actually, one more thing. (laughs) The Model Student Yearbook is out if you would like to have one. I also feel like I need to preface, this is not like a for-profit pursuit. I think I make literally a dollar for every yearbook that sells. Um, I just like the idea of us all having it and having it in our homes and being that much closer to one another. And it is also something I'm quite proud of. So if you're interested in a yearbook, link will be down below as well as my usual request to leave a rating and review because it really actually does help. So now we can get into today's episode. My dear, welcome to Model Student. I'm so excited to have you. Before we delve into the questions, I'll just have you introduce yourself. And then also a fun fact about yourself outside of the fashion industry and what you do. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, okay. I'm Amara Jalal, um, stylist and designer and fun fact. Oh my goodness. I feel like anytime somebody asks me that, I don't know what to say. No, it's all good. I'm just like, I'm like, shoot, like, what is interesting? I don't know. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite, favorite, um, one of your favorite movies or shows? Ooh, okay. Oh my God. Favorite show? Um, Modern Family. I love Modern Family. Okay. Something about, it makes me feel so happy. I will yeah. love watching Modern Family. Yeah, so cute. I haven't, um, I've seen, my older sister used to watch it, but Phil, the guy who plays Phil Dunphy, um, lives where I grew up, so I've seen him a couple of times, but that's my contribution to (laughs) the modern family realm. I love it, yes, and I love him, my favorite character, he's so sweet. That's what I hear, so... Okay, starting from the beginning then, when did you become interested in fashion? Um, honestly, I think like it's as cliche as it sounds like always. Yeah. Like um I've always been very like interested in art, especially when I was a kid. Like I would always be doodling. I remember I used to like trade like little doodles of like dolphins when I don't know why I only drew dolphins when I was like in fifth grade or something and I would trade that for like other things I'd be like I want your pen I was like if I draw you a picture with your pen can I get it and it would work like people would it was like money like (laughs) 
You were a businesswoman. You were a businesswoman. I know. I was a businesswoman since day one. Girl boss since day one. Um, Amazing. But yeah, so I was like really interested in art always. You know, my dad would always get me art books and I have all of them still. And um, I think fashion just kind of stemmed naturally from that interest. Yeah. Um, And I remember like, again, like being in middle school and you know, I would have my mom drop me and my friends off to the mall and like we would go to like Forever 21 and Wet Seal and you know like those stores and I would like dress them up like I would style them yeah um and there definitely were times where we got kicked out of the dressing rooms um, (laughs) because they're like if you're not gonna buy anything to leave yeah and so me and my friends like we had whole photo shoots, you know, back there. It was amazing. Um, but definitely just since day one, I think I always really loved fashion and art. Yeah. I haven't heard wet steel in so long. Like I forgot yeah. that that existed. Forever 21 is like engraved in my brain. Yeah. Yes, that, definitely. Like where my friends and I would go similarly when we were going to the yeah. mall. We would just mm-hmm. mess around in Forever 21. Yeah. Like us with our little Starbucks frappuccinos. Yes. And go Charlotte Roos, like the vanilla bean frappuccino every single exactly. time. Exactly. No, that was honestly like middle school and high school for me in a nutshell. The best times. So awesome. So with that, then like going from like Wet Seal and Forever 21, when would you say your style began to develop into what it is now? um yeah I would say definitely mid-college okay I think like when I look back at pictures of myself in the beginning of college I feel like I would change my vibe so often (laughs) because I was trying to like I was looking for what I liked right um so there was like had like a really big like bohemian phase um and like a really big like phase and stuff yeah um and so I mean I was also like 2016 2017 so I guess it was like like really hot back then as well um I don't know I I just like had like a lot of phases so I think once I really stopped um seeing my wardrobe as like something like an aesthetic that had to be achieved and really just started wearing what I liked instead of just like oh well is that 90s or is it like bohemian or what like vibe is it like if I once I stopped caring about the aesthetic and just started caring about like me and like what I liked to wear and what I felt good in is I think once I really just really like started curating my closet yeah. Um, which I'm still doing, honestly. I think it's it's a hard thing to have like a really developed closet in your 20s because in your 20s, you're still just growing and learning so much. Mm-hmm. And so many of us are just like so broke. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a, that's the essential part of it is none of us have any money. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't really like I wish like if I had the money, I feel like my closet would be the size of my apartment um but sustainably it's just not it's not realistic yeah definitely so how would you describe you mentioned like a couple of niche aesthetics like 90s 
bohemian how would you describe your style now beyond aesthetics or beyond like niche niche aesthetics um I think I really for myself really enjoy like just simple silhouettes I love like a really good structured piece um you know something like very much like Matilda Durf, um, the row, you know, the Olsen sisters, um, very, very much just like modern, clean, minimal. I'm always wearing like the same jewelry and it's just like my investment pieces that I just like wear all the time. I don't really wear like costume jewelry anymore. I try not to. Sometimes I see something that's really cute and I'm like, shit, like I have to have it. (laughs) But for the most part, you know, I'm really trying to be better at um, just wearing things that are like real, you know, and like natural fibers and all these things that just, it feels the best for me. And just like items that I know I can wear in like a million different ways. You know, I feel like if I have like this like skin tight, like tiny little mini tie-dye dress, like I know I'm not going to wear it because that's not my vibe at all. (laughs) I don't wear a lot of colors in my day-to-day. And so it's just like, I know that I'm not going to buy it because I'm never going to wear it. And like, I know myself better now because like, I feel like back when I was like trying to fit into an aesthetic or a niche, if I saw something, I'm like, that's so 90s, like, or whatever. And I wanted to be like a little 90s icon or whatever. <laughs> I would yeah. buy it. I would 100% buy it. Even if I didn't like it that much, even if I didn't feel comfortable or feel good in it, I would buy it just to buy it. Because yeah. my closet better. When in reality, it would just sit in the back of my closet and I would never wear it. And it would just be a waste of time, money, and fabric on all accounts, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like definitely a thing in like teenage years, like early college of like, if there's like, I had a brief sorority girl phase and it like, it was like, well, I need something new to wear like every weekend. And it's like, yeah. so wasteful. And then it's like, yeah, all of these bizarre themes. And it's like, yeah. you wear it one, like the tie-dye dress, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wear it once and then it's like, gone and or, yeah rotting yeah. so yeah. how do you uh, when did you start to become aware of like sustainability within your closet and also practicality too um I think honestly when I moved out to LA to start working um yeah. which was October of 2020 um oh it's been two years can you yeah, yeah actually oh, yeah <laughs> I didn't even realize thank you yes thank you so much. yeah um but yeah um so two years ago yeah I um in the beginning when I started working I felt like I had to look cute and like different every single day that I was like I had to pull up and I had to show everybody like costumes department like fashion is my thing is it obvious like I'm wearing like heeled boots to work on set like you know um and after a while I realized I was like first of all, my feet are going to be horrible in like two years time. If I keep on wearing heels to work, like for 12 hour days. Um, and just like, it's not realistic for me to be 
showing up to work, even though I do work in fashion, um, it's not realistic for me to show up to work every single day in a new outfit. You know, it's just not sustainable, definitely not in budget and definitely just wasteful, you know, on all accounts, like wasting my own money and just wasteful for like the whole fashion environment in itself, you know? Um, So I think once I started really having to get ready every single day, because, you know, before then it was like COVID. So I was in sweats for like six months. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and then before then I was like a student. And so I was just learning and, you know, I was looking cute or I was trying to like at yeah. school every day, but it was like different. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think there's, it's interesting what you, what you said about like, I'm into fashion is obvious. Cause I feel that within myself, like, okay, I have to look like, super yeah. fashionable all the time I'm like yeah. well, that's what does that even mean like exactly it's yeah so interesting. it's it means nothing I think like so many people who enjoy fashion I feel like want to be like the billboard of fashion which yeah. is like lovely I love seeing like I love seeing it when I'm walking in LA or if I'm seeing like street style videos of anywhere else you know New York fashion and all these things I love seeing it I think it's so interesting but it's also not realistic for somebody to look like that every single day you know or for you to have like a banging outfit every single day it's just like some days you just gotta put on jeans and a t-shirt and go to Trader Joe's (laughs) like yeah have to make it look like a runway you're okay like you still look cute you know if you know how to you know your proportions and you know what you feel good in what you look good in. you can still wear like cute jeans and a cute little top and it's very like Dakota Johnson at the front yeah. like you gotta romanticize it a little bit definitely. you know um definitely but, you know you can still look cute and feel cute but it could be with items that you already own and can rewear and just like yeah. be comfortable in and it's just real life you know like yeah. I think like so many people view their own lives and view how they operate in the world very um, unrealistically. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people view their life in like terms of like content that they can yes. create from something. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And sometimes you just kind of kind of just got to live life. Like I, I pull up to the Trader Joe's next <laughs> week in sweats all the time. Oh, and I used to never, I used to tell people I would never be seen outside in sweats. I think like oh. one time I wore sweats to dinner with my friend and I had started my period that day. So I was just like yeah. not feeling it. And she goes, are you okay? Like she sees me and she's like, I know you're not feeling good for the fact that you're wearing sweats outside. I love um, those are I would I would like eight times out of ten rather wear sweats than jeans. No, like I feel feel so much better, but like especially back then, I would yeah. like I would just be like, oh no, like I'd at least wear like leggings or something. Yeah. I feel like leggings are better back then or something. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> but no, I get it. I understand though. It's yeah. yeah, it is really interesting. Like yeah, I think we all have sort of like Truman showed ourselves with yeah. Like, literally having to get content it's so it's like Um, oh it makes me so essential it's yeah 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 once you start seeing yourself as a normal person like a human again and not like your Instagram or TikTok account or whatever um and you just kind of start doing what you want to do like I think a lot of people are really stuck in like whatever aesthetic that they 
are trying to break into or like which I found myself doing a lot too, where I'm like, oh, like I like the color of this dress, but like if I take a picture in it, I won't be able to post it on Instagram because I won't go with my color scheme. I've definitely like thought that before, Yeah, which is like so stupid. Like if I like a dress, I'm just going to buy it. Like if I know I'm going to wear it, I should just buy it. You know, it's so weird that I have to like think in terms of an Instagram post or something like Yeah, I I think it's the same thing of like what we were saying earlier with the it's like I mean because in high school I'm like yeah I want to be like 90s girl and now I like still have like you know my style icons that are very much like yeah 90s model off duty but it's like I also love Adam Sandler's style like I'm not oh my god like (laughs) as a joke like I'm like he has achieved the level of comfort that I want yes yeah at all times like literally me pulling up to Trader Joe's in my sweats and my 3XL shirt it's perfect and I'm just like and like I just don't wear my little Birkenstock clogs and I'm like this is fashion like Adam Sandler it's Adam Sandler only only a discerning eye will know to everybody else I look like a little hood rat like I look like so like like there's a little stain on my shirt, but I'm like, you don't get it. It's like that's jewelry. That's yeah. jewelry today. Postmodern art. It's post-modern. literally, yeah. It's it's a very curated look. Not a lot of people <laughs> get it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you now about your styling career because I feel like I could talk about this <laughs> like the whole time. But I'm like, no, literally, same. I know very little about styling like obviously I know like stylists exist their jobs are very important but like how do you break into that field how did your career begin you mentioned moving out to LA yeah did that all look like um so for me I started working I think like it happened so fast like my friend saw some somebody post something somewhere online she was like basically and she sent it to me and she was like you should dm this guy it was basically somebody posting like salvador perez is looking for a new pa to work on never have i ever season two okay and um so i look up like i was like i didn't know costuming and stuff like that so i looked this guy up and he's like the president of the costume designers guild he styled or he did costumes for like all the pitch perfects and never have i ever season one mindy show he works with mindy kaling a lot um and he was specifically looking for um somebody like indian or like desi because never have i ever is a show about an indian family um and then he realized that there were really no indian costumers that he knew of and so he was like, well, like, let me be the change that I want to see. Yeah. Let me find somebody. Like, there's definitely an Indian person out there who wants to work yeah. in fashion. <laughs> yeah. But the sheer amount of Indians, there has to be one. You yeah, know? There's, yeah. But yes. And so was- he was like, he put it out there. Um, and I think I was on a Zoom call with him within the week you know I just dm'd him on instagram and I was like hey heard you're looking for an indian girl (laughs) here you know and he did mention actually that when he saw my dm and then he looked on my instagram he saw that it was like very well curated Mm. he was like he was like okay she like knows what she's talking about like it's not just some random girl who just like wants to like 
we're gonna show just have fun like she yeah. has interest in fashion you know yeah. um and so he like yeah in like a matter of like a week I find a random apartment to move into in LA um move out I mean I originally lived like an hour away from LA so it's not really that crazy of a move but it was definitely like it felt crazy back then I was like it is yeah um but yeah so I moved out and I literally started working the very next day um and I haven't stopped since (laughs) um so yeah (laughs) years later like on I don't know the exact day but month at least I'm so happy definitely October oh my god I know so crazy I didn't even realize (laughs) um I know so cute I love it um but yeah I just like kind of fell into it um but I definitely really started like appreciating costumes because I feel like costume design and styling are two very different worlds they're very similar and I feel like if you can do costume design you can style you just kind of have to like give yourself some time to learn a little bit of a learning curve um just because the worlds are very still very different with costume design obviously it's for movies and tv and that's what I worked on the most in the past two years and then I started my own styling on the side um and I just like kind of randomly started making this account because I realized like this is fun like I just kind (laughs) of like making like the little like polyvore-esque oh yeah yeah like I was like this is fun I like this and so I just started doing it and like I guess a lot of other people liked the outfits that I was making um and it also helped me like learn you know very niche um brands and very niche designers and I'll just be scrolling and finding like the coolest most random things and I just it opened my eyes and broadened my horizons a lot and so I really enjoyed doing it I mean there was a time um when I was posting on my styling account like it was I was posting three times a day like I just had the best time doing it like it was so much fun I mean it still is but I mean oh it was it's so much fun I love it and um just recently I worked on a commercial and I had the best time ever that's definitely more styling than costumes um and it was like it's just it's very fast-paced yeah um and I think like the best thing that you can do is just follow stylists or costume designers that you like and honestly just kind of shoot your shot (laughs) that's what I did Um, or just like yeah just like follow them on socials I think they're always posting about the projects that they've been on and just like sharing their work and so you get to like really see like do you enjoy this person's work do you like um you know want to be a part of it and really just message them and it's like to be a PA for costumes and even for styling like all you really need is a car that (laughs) is semi-reliable um and you just gotta be able to work hard you know you just kind of gotta yeah just be able to work 12 hours a day 14 hours a day um you're driving around LA all day um but you just kind of be able you just gotta have to want it honestly like and you know, I think getting the first job is always the hardest because like once I got the first job, 
then Sal took me on to you know his other shows and his other movies and like I think I worked with him for like a year straight actually and then right now he's like on the east coast working on like so many different things he's so busy all the time like very talented and so he's on the east coast doing his own thing um but I think I worked with him for like a full year straight just like on whatever little projects that he was on he recently did that recently came out um Hocus Pocus 2 that we worked on I saw actually that you posted I think a TikTok about it or something that's so cool yeah okay I like have so many questions always (laughs) I one I liked what you said about like you just need to well one want it but also have a car and be able to work long days because I feel like breaking in on whatever side of like the fashion world, the entertainment world seems so intimidating. And I feel like in my brain, I like imagine like a panel of like the fashion gods and like (laughs) pass all these tests, but it really is just like sending a DM most of the time or an email or making that connection. And I think it's like so encouraging to hear you say that. You just have to, like the worst that can happen is someone will say no and that's it. That's literally it, yeah. And the thing is like, I'm sure that there are plenty of costume designers out there that like would have like seen my DM and would have been like, whatever. But the fact that, you know, I found somebody, I found a costume designer that was like, you know what, like, I like you, I'm going to hire you as a PA and I'm going to teach you. Because when you start as a PA, it's really just like you learning, you know? So you're doing all the stuff that like nobody would really want to do. You know, you're getting the lunch, you're getting the coffee, but you're also like really there's like, I kind of wanted to dip my toe into everything so I'm like and I was asking you know all these questions and I would always be like oh sorry if this is stupid and they're like no it's not like you know because you're still learning you know it's not a stupid question and you know they everybody that I was working on that I've ever worked with actually like I have never had somebody be upset at me for not knowing something be upset at me for asking a question or wanting to do it right you know like I think I've been very lucky because there are definitely, you know, some people who (laughs) don't enjoy that, but, you know, I mean, in two years, the fact that I have yet to meet somebody who's, you know, kind of hard to work with or hard to learn from is, I think, a good testament of, like, you know, the people that I've worked with and, um, you know, just, like, the industry in itself, I think, like, if you just earnestly want to do something and if you just want to learn and you want to do it right I don't think anybody can fault you for that and nobody's gonna expect you to know everything right out the bat you know I told them like I've just done school you know and you know I told them my school schedule and it was so funny he was like I like you already like on zoom (laughs) I was like I was like because oh my god back when I went to fit um I would li- yeah. I was living at home which was like an hour away from LA yeah. um and so I would take the train I would wake up at like 4 30 <laughs> take like the 5 10 train yeah um I'd drive my little car to the like train station I'd park it for the day yeah um, and then I would take the 5 10 train I'd be in LA at like 7 30 I'd take the subway for a little bit and then I'd like walk a block or two to fit them and I'd be in class by like eight and like class started at 8 30 yeah um 
and then I was like there for the entire day and then I'd be getting home I'd take the train back and I'd get home right at five you know and I was like I was working also at Nordstrom's at the same time for a little while so like it was just like an intense schedule I think I was like three days straight that I was going to LA for like yeah. the entire day waking up at 4 30 going to sleep at like 2 a.m 3 a.m yeah um and then I would be working like the next four three or three or four days that I didn't have school so it was like really um no joke you are a no joke joke. that's why when I told him he was like I like you like you can hang like no he's like you can do 12 hour set days no problem like you've been doing this yeah totally um so I think like honestly you just have to be ready I know it's super hard and it's really hard to stay motivated even for me too there were so many days where I'd wake up and I'd be like oh like I don't want to go to work or like oh like I just want to stay in bed um you know especially when you're working on projects that go for really long and then you're just like you're kind of over it you're just like I want this to end um but then, you know, it's, these are all just like passing waves, you yeah. know, like, cause then the very next day I'm like super excited to go to work. I'm like, can't totally. wait to see what I'm going to do today. Yeah. And every day is so different and it's just amazing, you know, and especially again, like when you're working with people who, you know, want to teach you, like hold on to them because you're going to learn so much. I mean, I learned so much about like all the different types of silks, you know, when we were working on how to focus, you know, and I was like, it was right in front of me. So I'm like feeling the difference. And like, Sal brought me to like, you know, the fabric stores, he brought me to mood uh, fabrics in LA, which was like, yeah, the project literally huge, you know, in New York and LA. And I was having a freaking ball and especially with Sal like he's so knowledgeable so I'm just like I'm like feeling everything I'm like what's this what I was like a little kid in a candy store a little dog or something like I love it oh yeah it was amazing I think that's the thing is like I think it's better I mean my thing is like it's always better to ask than like mess up and I think most people are very understanding of that I'm so excited to see as like your career keeps going, but I want to talk to you. You have so many different things going too. I'm like, okay, okay. it's like so much to hold on to, but you're starting an upcoming ethical women's wear brand. So how has that come to be? How was that something that you always wanted to do? Or when you were going to the fabric stores for costuming, got the idea and learning more? How, when did the idea come to you is my first question. Um, I think the idea came to me within the past two years, definitely when I've been working um, in this field. And I think a part of it was me realizing like my styling, like that it's so easy for me to put, you know, pieces together. And then I would be like, oh, but if this was just a little bit different or if the sleeve was just a little bit whatever, you know, however... I wanted a certain garment that was already made changed and I was like imagine how cute that would be if it was like whatever like or this color or something and then I was like wait like <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> am I designing right now am I a designer no, like, yeah yeah um and so yeah I just kind of like and yeah going to the fabric store like I would just look at fabric and I'm like that would be such a cute dress or like a little skirt like imagine you're a visionary uh, visionary yeah it's like in my head I'm just like there was like it was just like big old mod podge of <laughs> going on just like one big old soup in my head um 
And so it just kind of like, I always kind of wanted it for like a while, but I definitely felt very tangible mm-hmm. once I was in like the setting, like in a fashion setting. And I felt very excited, mm-hmm. um, like in my own head, you know, about like, I would like see something and I'd be like, oh, like I, cuter though you know or something like that like it felt really tangible it felt really assuring I think for the longest time I had like this like imposter syndrome syndrome yeah um where I was like well I don't know or like I know I didn't go to FITM to study fashion design you know I did like much more business aspects of it no I was very much and I will always enjoy, you know, I, I was like, you know, I was really enjoying like trend forecasting and brand development. And that's why I went to FITM for was like the very business side of it. Yeah. And I wanted to work for like a big fashion house, like on the corporate side or something like that originally. Yeah. And I never thought that I was creative enough um, or good enough to be a designer, yeah. you know, or to design anything. And then I think once I like was like working cl- so closely with a designer, you know, like, yeah because costume designers lots of times are have to make up their own designs for certain things you know um and so to be so close and working so closely with such creative people and then seeing them and then seeing me and I'm like wait like (laughs) worlds colliding (laughs) we're not so different like maybe I can do it yeah Um, and I think it really helped like cure this imposter syndrome that I definitely do sometimes still have I think it's a hard habit to kick um but definitely has gotten so much better and so much more excited um yeah my brand I wanted definitely something that was reflective of me so that's why I just kept my name you know Amara Studios I was like I, I was like so confused on the name because I was like I wanted it to be like different and I wanted it to be unique and then my friend was like that's literally just your name she's like she was like telling me it's like your name it's like chic enough and it's like different enough and unique enough and I'm like that's right and I think it's a good reflection a good brand you know marker that it's like just it'll grow with me you know it'll my designs will grow along with me as I grow and it's just stuff that I think I would love to wear, um, yep. you know, things that I think are just like very timeless, even though it might be different. Like I definitely have pieces that I'm designing that might be like a unique color that I personally wouldn't have thought to wear. Yeah. But it's something that like, it's just like beautiful to me, obviously. Yeah. I think like every designer thinks that the stuff they design is beautiful and they would wear it, you know? Yeah. Or just like things that I would love to see on, you know, really beautiful models. And I'm just like, imagine this on Bella Hadid. Like, oh, okay. oh my gosh. So when is it? Has it launched? It hasn't launched yet. It has not. I think I'm still in, you know, very much developmental phase. And okay. I figured why not start posting just to kind yes. of go to the community, right. to kind of just see the interest. Um, and so like, and again, like as I grow my brand, you know, my day one followers can see me grow and see, you know, whatever, like, developmental phase. I'm definitely planning on keeping, you know, people very um, included in, like, certain processes or, like, 
mm-hmm. you know like gold or silver hardware or whatever like they can make the choices or something um I think that's so cool too and I think it's something that now we're starting to see with smaller brands upcoming brands like that behind or even larger brands like I feel like on TikTok like yes you know, companies are starting to show like this is what like the sampling process looks like and it's so cool because that was something that was always hidden prior Such to an enigma for the longest yes. time yeah. yeah even for me like it I think that also seeing that type of content be normalized yeah. and being posted more and even just like I don't know Matilda Durf has her own line and yes, like yeah. post YouTube vlogs and also um Daniel Guizio okay I don't um know she has she has the brand it's I think it's just Guizio now okay um and so she posts like um TikToks as well and stuff and just like seeing them also like especially Danielle because she started with like $200 in her parents basement wow. you know and even Matilda uh, Matilda Durf like started like even though she was like an influencer once she started and stuff just seeing like these people really make it very doable you know it felt really interesting I'm like you know they they go through the whole process and it just like made it so much easier to like ingest it all because when you look at like I want to start a fashion brand you're like well where do I start like (laughs) I have like I have a bunch of little doodles I have all my little drawings but where do I go from there um and so I think seeing that definitely just made it so much easier um and easily digestible and yeah totally yeah you're so amazing I'm like thank you cool to like get to see just yeah all that you've been able to accomplish within like this past little bit of really starting what would be like your final I mean there's so many things that I'm gonna like write in my journal (laughs) after this like okay don't forget don't forget but what would be like your final parting piece of advice for anybody that wants to get into this industry, wants to start their online, wants to, feels like they have that imposter syndrome and can't break in. Um, I think the biggest thing that you could do for yourself is, I think starting little projects mm-hmm. that make you feel good about yeah. what you're doing. I think when you're honing your creativity and when you're being a part of you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be a huge production. It could be, you know, if you want to be a filmmaker, shoot, you know, a short film on your iPhone and edit it on, you know, free editing platforms. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. Um, Just something, anything that'll make you feel good about your own creative process. Because that's work that it feels amazing to you you're helping you know combat that imposter syndrome and then also you're honing your skills you know and with every project comes a new difficulty but with every difficulty is a new solution you know Mm -hmm. and so I think anytime that you come across a problem instead of seeing it as like this big thing that like you'll never be able to like get past or whatever which I know it's like so scary when there's like it feels like there's a wall in front of you but like it's climbable you know and you just kind of have to remember that like once I climb this wall like that wall will never be scary to me again you know I will be in a place that 
it'll never feel impossible again. You know, once I get through this, like I just have to get through it. I just kind of yeah. have to do it. You like, it's just, it feels it so feels <laughs> Yeah, until it's done and then you show yeah. yourself you can do it. Yeah, it, it feels like so scary. And then you, once you're on the other side, you're like, why was I even scared? You know, yeah, you just kind of have, yeah, yeah. have to like put yourself in the situation, you know? So um, for me, like it felt so impossible for like years, you know, like years and years and years, I would dream about like moving to LA, working in the industry and all these things. Going to FITM was such a like long shot for me yeah. for the longest time, you know, because I had Indian parents that I had to convince to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> artistic pursuits. You know, yeah. they're like, what do you mean you don't want to become a doctor? Yeah. They were like, at least become a lawyer. They were like, oh my God, like bare minimum, become a lawyer. And, oh um, my God. Yeah. And I had to convince them. It felt like such a long shot. And, you know, now that I've convinced them and I'm in the, like, you know, they, are always talking about me they're like always bragging about me and I'm like you need to relax like somebody's no. gonna give me like bad vibes or something oh no you're you're worth bragging about I mean my god it's been so amazing getting to talk to you and thank I, you. I thank I, you for having me oh my god of course cheering you along the way I feel like I could talk to you for like eight hours oh, that's but- same actually mm-hmm.